I'm going to read to you from 1 Samuel, chapter 16, verses 1 to 12, from the ICB version. The Lord said to Samuel, how long will you continue to feel sorry for Saul? I have rejected him as king of Israel. Fill your container with olive oil and go. I am sending you to Jesse, who lives in Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. But Samuel said, if I go, Saul will hear the news and he will try to kill me. Then the Lord said, take a young calf with you. Say, I have come to offer a sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice. Then I will show you what to do. You must appoint the one I show you. Samuel did what the Lord told him to do. When he arrived at Bethlehem, the elders of Bethlehem shook with fear. They met him and asked, are you coming in peace? Samuel answered, yes, I come in peace. I have come to make a sacrifice to the Lord. Make yourselves holy for the Lord and come to the sacrifice with me. Then he made Jesse and his sons holy for the Lord, and he invited them to come to the sacrifice. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab. Samuel thought, surely the Lord has appointed this person standing here before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, don't look at how handsome Eliab is. Don't look at how tall he is. I have not chosen him. God does not see the same way people see. People look at the outside of a person, but the Lord looks at the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and told him to pass by Samuel. But Samuel said, the Lord has not chosen this man either. Then Jesse had Shammah pass by, but Samuel said, nope, the Lord has not chosen this one. Jesse had seven of his sons pass by Samuel. But Samuel said to him, the Lord has not chosen any of these. Then he asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? Jesse answered, I still have the youngest son. He is out taking care of the sheep. Samuel said, send for him. We will not sit down to eat until he arrives. So Jesse sent and had his youngest son brought in. He was a fine boy, tanned and handsome. The Lord said to Samuel, go, appoint him. He is the one. Okay, I'm now going to hand over to Ben, who's going to speak to us a little bit more about King David. Brilliant. Thanks, Lucy. So, a great passage from 1 Samuel 16. When I read that, thanks, Harry. When I read that, and um, I've, been watching, I've been watching the Olympics and the dressage, you know, the, ho- you know, the horses that kind of are the equestrian, and uh, also the opening ceremony. And it just reminded me of this, this passage where there's this like procession of really handsome, really strong, tall warrior blokes, and they're picking who's going to be the next king. And Samuel's job is to pick which of these brothers is going to be the next king. And the one that God wants isn't there. The one that God wants is David in the field. So this message, because I see a lot of parallels between David, king, future king, warrior, champion, and a lot of similarities with Olympic athletes. So today's message, if you're making notes, and you will be making some notes, Lucy's going to come back on um, and, and talk you through a bit of a response. But if you are making notes... The title of this message is How to Be a Champion. How to Be a Champion. I'm going to use five Olympic athletes. Some of them you might know, some of them you might not. And I'm going to use them to help tell part of David's life story. So it begins with the opening ceremony. Does anyone, did anyone watch the opening ceremony last week and see this guy? Well, there's, sorry, there's actually a lady, um, but there's a guy who, who is Malia Paseka. Um, but Peter, let me get this right. It's, um, let me say it right, Taftafua. Taftafua. He's a Tongan athlete, 
Jack, should we put the T-shirt on this guy? It's a bit inappropriate, isn't it? It's a bit inappropriate in church. <laughs> He's the flag bearer of the Tongan Olympic team. Every nation in the Olympics has a, a flag or two flag bearers, and they process at the end of the opening ceremony, and they all go around, and it's a bit of a sort of like an opportunity to show off. It's an exciting moment in the Olympics. Everybody has their moment. It's a little bit like this story we've just read, where David... Is, is kind of put in front of people. And they're, they're there to look at how strong and how handsome he is. And life can be a little bit like that. We can all kind of have, face comparison at school, um, in church, at work with others. Um, we compete to get, get jobs. We compete to get the exam results. We compete in life. We can compare with, our, with, with one another. So the first thing that we need to do, which is what David did, and which is what and Peter Taftafua did, and all the other Olympic athletes did, is we need to turn up. So this message, because I've got five things, so you might be thinking, five things is a long time. This message requires some audience participation. I'm going to use the word up a lot in this message. So every time I say the word up from this microphone, I want everyone, not just the kids and the enthusiastic adults, everyone... To, we won't have to do, we won't do a Mexican way, but kind of pretend you were sat down. When I say the word up, you're just going to go up, lift up your hands. That's all you're going to do. So I'm going to do all the hard work. You've got the easy job. You, I'm, it's my way of saying and knowing that somebody hasn't fallen asleep. And if you don't do it, then I'll assume you've fallen asleep and I'll wake you up. There we go. You've got it. You've got it. Fantastic. So in order to get to the Olympics, in order to be picked for king like King David, you need to, first of all, qualify. You have to hit the time, the qualification time. But also, in the case of many of these athletes, you have to be past fit. Some, some athletes didn't make the Olympics because they weren't fit. And in the case of this time, they had to get through a COVID test and all of those sort of protocols. King David probably didn't think he qualified. He probably didn't think he passed fit. In life as a parent, let's look at the parents. You might not feel that you qualify, that you're past fit. You might not, in your professional life, feel that you're good enough. You might not feel that you have done enough, or you're attractive enough, or you're tall enough, or whatever. But God looks at the inside of you. Not the outside. You don't need to have your shirt off and be really muscular. You just need to be you. So all that you need to do, the first step to being a champion, whether you're Adam Peter, Usain Bolt, you need to turn up. Great Mexican wave. So that's the first thing. So this message is easy to remember because they all have the word up in. Turn up. The second athlete. I've just mentioned him, is someone you might be more familiar with. His name is Adam Peaty. Yes, Adam Peaty. I think he got a silver overnight. So he's already got a gold, two golds and a silver in this Olympic Games. He is a machine. If you don't know him, he is um, undefeated in the 100-meter breaststroke for the last seven years. Nobody can come close to him. He's won gold this Olympics and in the last Olympics. And basically, he turns up at the start line. Well done. And people, myself included, expect him to win. It's like, I don't even need to watch that race. He will win. Imagine that pressure. 
that you are undefeated, you're unbeatable, you are basically a swimming machine. And he does live up to it, to be fair to him. <laughs> you're so good at this. You've got another half an hour of this. To... <laughs> Did I say I've got 30 athletes to go through? <laughs> Where was I? So, but what we don't see with Adam Peaty, we just see him turn up. Swim for 50-odd seconds, get out the pool with a gold medal job done. What we don't see with Adam Peaty is the hour upon hour, week upon week. <laughs> you, uh, upon, upon's not an up. <laughs> but honestly, credit to you, you are all Olympic champions at this event. <laughs> Did you know that Adam Peaty eats, on an, on, when he's not competing, he eats 7,500 calories a day? Adam Peaty is, what you don't see is the early mornings in the pool, the long days, the, the cold nights, all of the stuff, the training behind the scenes. The same thing with David. We saw him defeat Goliath. What we didn't see, what nobody else saw was him in the field looking after the sheep and defending the sheep against the lions and the tigers, not, no tigers, and the bears. <laughs> he, he, he learned the art of being a champion and a giant killer when nobody else was watching. How do you become a champion? You turn up <laughs> and you train up. You train up. So the next time that you're, as a parent, you're at home on your own, you're doing all the hard work, you're doing the washing up and you're doing all the sort of things that no one, <laughs> no one sees, <laughs> the things behind the scenes. You're a child, you're doing your homework and no one else is seeing you work hard. You're doing your revision for your exams. You, you're doing all these things. Discipline yourself. As a Christian, you're reading the Bible and you think, what is the point in this? You've turned, you've shut the door in your bedroom. You've locked yourself away and you say, I'm going to pray to God today. All these secret, silent, behind the scene things are training you for a public victory. All these private things that you do are training you for a victory. The third athlete. So we've had, get ready, turn up, train up. The third athlete is this person, Anna Kiesenhofer. She may not be familiar to you, but she won the um, women's road cycling race, um, which I believe is 137 kilometers on a road cycling. And she isn't even part of a professional cycling team. She's never been to the Olympics before. Austria don't normally win Olympic medals in cycling. She was up against four world-class Olympic champion Dutch riders. <laughs> up against, well done, Jess. <laughs> she was an underdog. She was a De David versus a Goliath. But she won! She flew off to the point where the person, the Dutch rock lady who finished second, didn't know she'd forgotten how far ahead the winner had got. And she thought she'd won. And embarrassingly later, she was told, actually, there was someone miles ahead of you that won. <laughs> it was a complete shock. A complete amazing thing. And it's the same thing for David. If you were David, and you're facing a nine-foot-tall giant, what's the first thing that you're going to do? Yes, look up. So you're going to turn up, you're going to train up, and you're going to look up at the giant. And what I mean by this, I don't know about Anna um, Kisanov. I don't know if she knows God. But what I know about David is he saw the giant, but he looked up further, and he saw God. 
He saw God who is bigger than a giant. He saw God who could do more than this giant. And he wasn't scared even though he was a lot shorter than the giant. So look up to God. He can make and help you do impossible things. Just because something is hard, next time you're doing your homework, kids, just because something is hard doesn't mean it's impossible. So as a reminder, parents, this is what you can do to your kids. Get them to look up. This maths equation is so difficult. Ask God for help. (laughs) Or mommy and daddy. (laughs) Fourth athlete of five. So we're nearly there. You're doing really well. This athlete is called Jade Jones. Now you might be thinking, she didn't even win a medal. But she did the last two Olympics. She's a double Olympic champion in the under 57 kilogram taekwondo event. She is another absolute dominant person in her sport. But she got knocked out in the first round. And this is what she said in an interview to the BBC. The whole tournament has been so different to what I'm used to because of COVID and all of that. Usually I have my whole family there. So when I am scared, when I come out, them cheering gives me that extra push to go for it. What's amazing is, what, I'm, what, I, what I make from that is, Jade Jones needed people to make her a champion. She needed her friends, family, fans. All athletes need their coaches, their trainers, their medical staff, their whole entourage of people to make themselves a champion. David, when you read the Bible, you often read about David's mighty men. He always had others with him. You may know, and and Lucy touched on this, Jonathan was his like best mate. Jonathan was the son of the king, Saul. Saul hated David and wanted to kill him, but, but, and also Jonathan should have been next king because he was the son, but he gave his life. He laid down his life so that David could be king and he protected him and looked after him. He was like a best friend. David, here's the fourth thing you need to do to be a champion. Teamed up. Team up. In life, whatever you face, you'll do it a lot easier with somebody. You, you can become a champion, but you can't do it on your own. You can win at life, you can win at school, you can win at work, but you can't do it on your own. You might be thinking, well, I haven't got anyone that really stands in my corner. Well, go back to the next step. Look up. God, please send me a friend. God, please send me someone that can help me today. God, send somebody who can be in my corner. And one of the best tips of, and bits of advice for, for getting friends is to be a friend. So team up. Fifth one. Fifth athlete. Here's a picture. Simone Biles. Again, another multi-Olympic champion, dominant in gymnastics, a U.S. athlete who is just was predicted to get six gold medals and dominate the whole of the Olympics, be the complete poster girl of the U.S. Olympic front. And you might have followed the story that earlier this week, she was in the team event. She, midway through competition, dropped out. She went into the changing rooms, got dressed, put a tracksuit on, and then went and supported her team to silver medal. She later talked about this, because in in, people were like, whoa, this is big news. This is a shock. She then said, well, I didn't actually feel good. Physically, I wasn't right. I wasn't performing. And she talked about her mental health. 
she talked about how she felt emotionally. And she just, she's pulled out of other events since then. Link Simone Biles to King David. Who in the Bible is the person who most wears their heart on the sleeve? Could you argue King David? If you read the Psalms, if you read through what he said, if you read through how he felt. Let me just read a little bit. I don't think it's on screen, but let me just read um, a, a bit of a psalm. And this is, I'm nearly done. So if you're thinking, whoa, this is a long preach. I don't even know how long I've been going because it's about half an hour, I think. But anyway, <laughs> Psalm 86 says this. This is David. So if you're thinking about somebody that was honest with God, Lord, listen to me and answer me. I am poor and helpless. Protect me because I worship you. My God, save me, your servant. I trust in you. Lord, be merciful to me. I have called to you all day. Give happiness happiness to me, your servant, Lord. I give my life to you. Lord, you are kind and forgiving. You have great love for those who call you. Lord, hear my prayer. Listen when I ask for mercy. I call you in times of trouble. You certainly won't, will answer me. I picked that psalm. There's a few more X-rated psalms about just how low and sad and almost depressed David gets. He laments at times. And I sort of thought, this is a family service. I meant to end this message on a high. <laughs> you know, go out and like, woohoo, we can take on the world. But I just wanted to kind of flag up and just say, what do we need? Well done, Jess. The fifth thing that we need to do, firstly, we need to turn up. We need to train up. We need to look up. We need to team up. And then the fifth thing, you're doing really well. Shez is even standing up now. He's like really into this. We need to own up. Simone Biles owned up and she said, I'm not right. So I don't need a gold medal to tell me what to do. I I don't need a gold medal to define who I am and to be something. I'm happy just admitting that I'm not perfect and I'm not going to compete today. I might not compete for the whole Olympics. The world said I'll get six medals. I might not get any. David, king of Israel regarded as the best and greatest king ever, except for King Jesus, who was later to come. But he was full of, at times, sadness and honesty and rawness and emotion. And I think in order to be a champion, we need to do all those other things, but we need to be honest with God. If Simone Biles struggles with her mental health, so can I. If King David struggles with his emotions... So can you. Even Jesus. Most of Jesus' time, it's not always written in the Bible, but we kind of get the impression that most of Jesus' time was spent on his own, on his knees, possibly in tears with God. And many times the disciples said, Jesus, where have you been? People want you. People need you. People want healing. There's all all these things that need to be added to your to-do list. Jesus was on his own. So if you want to be a champion, the conclusion of this message is own up. Be honest. So you've got it. Turn up. Train up. Look up. Team up. Own up. I'm going to hand back to Lucy and she's going to talk you through a bit of a response to that message. Thank you, Dan. That was 
amazing. I love, I love King David. He's one of my favorite characters in the Bible. So we're going to do something a little bit different. And I don't know if you've seen, but either on your chair or the chair next to you, there should be a piece of paper and a pen. It sounds like you're all finding them now. Don't worry if you haven't got one. We should have some spares at the back, which Alistair, Alistair has in his hand. Awesome. Yeah, put your hand up if you need a piece of paper. Um, what we want you to do is write some, one thing down that you've learned about King David, then write something down that you've been challenged by, and then write down a prayer. You can do this on your own, or you could do it in your family groups or the friends that are sitting next to you. You've got a few minutes, and then I will be back, so enjoy. Okay. Don't worry if you haven't finished. I'm sure you'll be able to finish off at home. Um, We hope you've enjoyed that a little bit different. I certainly enjoyed myself. And I'm now going to hand over to the worship team. Thank you, guys.